What is going on everyone, Afandi here. Welcome to the Z Takeover Podcast. On this podcast, we will be interviewing some of the most successful world leaders in their space as we sit down and discuss topics related to entrepreneurship, marketing and personal development. We are here to empower Generation Z with motivation, knowledge and skills to escape the rat race one interview at a time. Now, before we dive into the episode, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as to support in this journey means the absolute world to me. With that being said, now let's dive straight into the episode and welcome our guest. What is going on guys? Welcome to the Z Takeover Podcast. We are here to empower Generation Z with motivation, knowledge and skills to escape the rat race one interview at a time. I'm your host Afandi. Today, we have a very special, special guest. We have one of my digital marketing mentors who is the founder of Gear Social and Shop Accelerator. He founded his digital marketing agency, Gear Social, at the young age of 16 and has since grown the agency to multiple six figures per month. He has worked with many huge automotive companies, including Lamborghini, and has even partnered up with well-known influencers like Logan Paul. Today, we have Kieran O'Brien here with us. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Right, uh, number one, I'm super excited to have you on here. I first saw you on YouTube on one of your videos regarding Facebook ads, I think. You've been providing all this value on your YouTube channel. So, I'm really curious about the direction you're taking with your channel because I see that um, your videos have transitioned towards talking more about cars compared to before when you were doing all these videos on advertising and marketing. So yeah, touch more on that. Yeah, I mean, my, my channel has always just been about me. Um, and, you know, my career is in digital marketing, but I have other passions. and I, I'm really into cars and, 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 and traveling and all these other things. So I want to make videos. I just make videos, honestly, for myself. Um, I want to be able to look back 50 years from now and watch my, my videos on YouTube and just remember uh, those, those things. And so if other people want to watch, that's cool. Um, obviously, I put it out there for other people to get value from. But yeah, I mean, I just make videos for myself mainly. And, and if other people find value in it, then that's great. Um, but, you know, I've never like YouTube's not my main thing. It's not where I make my money or anything like that. So I just kind of do it for fun. And um, some of my videos have gotten some views and some of them don't really get that many views, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just for fun. So it's really interesting. I know you're a really huge car enthusiast. How do you really get into that automotive space? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've always really, I've always been into cars. My, my first mentor, his name was Matt. And, uh, I met him when I was around 16 years old and, uh, he owned a massive business in the automotive industry. And uh, he kind of took me under his wing and, and I learned a lot from him. And um, that's kind of what got me into the automotive industry from a business perspective. But uh, in terms of my passion for cars, I've always loved cars. Uh, ever since I can remember, since I was a little kid, I've loved um, sports cars and, and supercars and all that, that fun stuff. I had a Lamborghini poster up on my wall when I was a kid. Um, so I've always really been into that. So what's one thing you wish you would have known before you started your digital marketing agency, especially as a young 16 year old in high school back then? Um, I would say I wish I would have known, I wish I would have focused more on, um, on results, uh, like actual ROI. Um, you know, I had a lot of clients early on that, 
you know, like I would take on clients and we wouldn't, I wouldn't really know how I would plan on getting them results. I was just building a company because I, I knew how to sell and that's not the way to build a company. And you know, you don't keep those clients for very long and they don't pay you a lot of money either because you don't have a track record of getting results. And at the end of the day, um, in business, money is everything. Like, like money is, is the bottom line. That's, that's the, the, yeah, it's, it's all about the cash. Right. And so, you know, you want to make sure you have a good reputation and good relationships and all that is important. But at the end of the day, money is the most important thing, um, in business. And, and as a, as a marketing agency, as a service provider, you need to make sure that one of two things happens. Either they make their money back on whatever they're paying you for, or they feel like whatever you've given them has provided enough value to where the amount of money that they paid you becomes irrelevant. So one of those two things needs to happen. And if they don't, then you're not going to do business with that person for very long. And so I think a lot of young entrepreneurs don't fully understand that concept when they get into it. I certainly didn't when I was uh, first starting my career. And that's, you know, that's how you lose clients quickly. And, you know, but by the same token, it's a good learning experience. That's how you learn quick and you fail fast and, and continue onwards, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, getting clients is actually the easy part, but retaining cli- the client is actually the difficult part as a service provider, as a digital yeah. marketing agency, right? Um, what was your biggest failure or challenge and what did you learn from it? Um, you know, a lot of people ask me this question and, and I haven't had really any, any big failures yet. And I know I will. Um, it's kind of an inevitable part, inevitable part of the journey, but, um, you know, my, I'm still young in my career and thankfully I've had a a decent amount of success so far and I've figured some things out. Um, you know, I've lost clients here and there. I've lost some big clients, um, over, over the years, but, um, I haven't had any like massive life changing failures that I can really think of. Um, I had a pretty normal childhood and, um, I was lucky that I found success in business while I was still living at home under my parents' roof with no expenses, no, no bills to pay. So I never really had to worry about, you know, quitting my job or I never really had to worry about, um, you know, like having my marketing agency, like take over my monthly expenses so that I could afford to quit my job. Like I never had any of that because, you know, my parents were still paying for everything that I was doing uh, on a day-to-day basis you know, when I, when I finally found some success in, in digital marketing. So that was kind of a, it was a good launching pad, so to speak, because I didn't have to worry about having a roof over my head. I didn't have to worry about where my next meal was coming from. And so, you know, a lot of people in the world don't have that same opportunity. And so I'm very thankful for that. And, and, you know, I was able to just start my business, not worry about any of those things. And, um, and then just go off on my own once I found some success in it. Hmm. So what would you say was your, motivation or drive to get you into the entrepreneurship or digital marketing space? I just like, I didn't want to go with the grain. I wanted to go against the grain. I didn't want to just kind of do everything everyone else was doing. That was my, probably my biggest motivation. Um, I just, I grew up in a a very normal town. Um, I grew up in Virginia in the United States and um, you know, my, my parents weren't rich by any means. Uh, They weren't wealthy. Um, but they weren't poor either. They were just middle class, right? Very normal average. I went to a, a very normal school. Um, I had just a normal childhood. I grew up, I played sports. I had some, I had friends and everything. Um, you know, I lived in a very normal neighborhood and in a normal house. And that was, that was kind of my life um, for the first, you know, 17 years of my life. And so 
when I grew up and I, I finally, I started to realize these things and I would look around, I would look at um, like my parent, my friend's parents and just how everyone, how they, how they kind of lived in the town that I was from. And it was just all very normal and average and there's nothing wrong with that, but I just, I wanted more. Um, I wanted to be able to go on vacation more than once every other year. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to get away from my hometown. I wanted to do all these things that, um, a lot of the adults that I was surrounded with couldn't do because they were a slave to their job and, and they had kids and a family and a mortgage and all of these things. And, uh, you know, that just wasn't appealing to me. So I just kind of tried to figure out a way um, at a very young age where I could set myself up so that that wasn't my future. So I could kind of design my own reality, so to speak. Mm, so what motivates you is the freedom that that it comes with entrepreneurship and sort of the right. marketing and stuff, right? Um, speaking of your parents, right, were there any sort of resistance from your parents when you were trying to start getting into entrepreneurship? Because some, like for example, my parents, right, personally, um, they want me to go to university, get a stable uh, job. So yeah, what would your advice be for other teenagers or like uh, youngsters out there like us? that had, they may have, they may experience uh, resistance from their parents. Yeah, well, I experienced plenty of resistance. Both my parents went to university and they're university educated. And so um, when it came time for me to go to university, I, um, there was a lot of, of uh, you know, kickback there and they, they wanted me to go to university and get a job and everything just like most parents do. And, and here's the thing that like a lot of young, young people need to realize it's not your parents crushing your dreams or trying to, um, or trying to talk you down out of doing something crazy. They just want you to be safe because that's their job. Like their, their job for your entire childhood is to keep you safe. Right. And so this is just another version of that. They're trying to keep you safe by making sure that you go down a safe path with a safe career. So I don't fault parents for doing that. Um, some, some parents are a little bit more controlling than others. Um, I'll give, I'll give them that, you know, some parents are more crazy about it, but in my situation, I actually did apply to university and I got into university. And what I did is the university that I got into, um, it's called Penn State. Uh, it's up in Pennsylvania in, here in the US. Um, and I had my, uh, my offer of admission was good for one year. So I could decide to go or not to go to university. Um, but, and I had a year to decide. So what I did with my parents is I sat down with my parents and I said, hey, look, you know, I've got this thing going on. I'm making some money. I've got this agency that I'm starting and, and it's going pretty well so far. Um, and I just want a year to focus on it. And I'm going to defer admissions for one year. And if I can't figure it out, if I can't, you know, make something of myself and, and make some progress with my, my digital marketing agency in the next year, then I'll go to university. And my parents were okay with that. And we, and that's the, what we did. And uh, during, throughout that year is when I traveled the world and I started making more and more money and my agency became more and more successful. And I had a lot of opportunity and, and a lot of uh, relationships and networking and, and everything. A lot of stuff happened in that year. That was 2018. And by the end of that year, my parent, we didn't even really have a conversation about it. My parents and I just kind of had a, mut a mutual understanding that college just wasn't for me because I had kind of, I figured it out and they knew I did. And I had proven that I did. Now, I will say, 
I'm not against college. Um, college is definitely not for everyone. And if you want to be an entrepreneur and if you, if you really truly are like a hustler and a go-getter and you can, you can make things happen on your own, then you probably shouldn't go to university. But there are a lot of people that should go to university. And on the flip side, there are a lot of people that aren't entrepreneurs that also shouldn't go to university. You might want to go to a trade school or get an apprenticeship or something like that. That's maybe a better fit for you than university. If you want to become a, a carpenter or, you know, whatever it is, like there's plenty of ways to make really good money, six figures a year um, without going to university and without being an entrepreneur and having an online business. There's so many things you can do in the world that don't revolve around those two paths in life. And so that's what I, I think I want young people to understand that is, you know, you can start an online business anytime. Now, of course, now is the best time to do it. But if you go to university and, and spend four years um, learning and, and you don't go into massive debt for it, then that might be a, a, a fun thing for you to do. And you can always start that business in university or even after university if you really are too busy to do it, uh, which you know, I don't think you really are. But um, that's besides the point. So you kind of understand what I'm saying. I'm, I, I, you know, everyone has to pick their own path. Y university is not evil, um, but I do think that there are people who shouldn't go. And I do think that there are people who should go. Mm, that's that's re a really interesting insight right there. Um, I feel like there's a lot of these online marketing gurus or online gurus that really um, demonize university, you know, like, oh, you shouldn't go to university. It's, 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 it's really bad. It's, it's, uh, university sucks and you just should start a business and stuff like that. But you really have to look into the situation that you're in and really analyze yourself whether university is the right path for you, right? It's really different for different people from different contexts. Yeah, and, and let me, I'll tell you something. Um, if I just look at my daily schedule um, over the last, so I've been running my agency for like three and a half, almost four years. If I look at my daily schedule over the last four years, I definitely could have gone to university and done my schoolwork and my homework and still built my business just based on how much time I was spending on it. I definitely could have done that. Um, now I probably wouldn't have had a, as many opportunities cause I wouldn't have been networking with the people that I ended up networking with and meeting and everything like that. So that probably wouldn't have happened. Um, but really up until maybe a, a year ago, I definitely could have done both at the same time. Uh, about a year ago is when things really started ramping up for my business. And I started spending a lot more time on it. Um, so I, you know, today I definitely couldn't be going to university and doing everything that I'm doing. But for the first three years, I probably could have. Tell me more about the private victories you mentioned in your Audi Arit Instagram post. Oh yeah, uh, well, a good friend of mine, Iman Iman Gaji. I don't know if you know him, but he's a he's a big uh, influencer in the digital marketing space. Mm -hmm. uh, him and I have been friends for years. Um, we first connected back in 2017 and uh, he has a clothing line called Gadji, which is his last name. And one of his pieces is called private victories. And it's just like a t-shirt that says private victories on it. But yeah, I mean, the concept of private victories is that um, you, you only have a certain amount of public victories in life when you, um, you know, when you graduate college or you buy your dream car or your dream house, or you exit from a company or, you know, you close your first deal. Like there's, there's only like, or, you know, you get married, the private uh, public victories happen in your personal life too, not just business, right? You have your first child, but there's only so many of those, you know, there's maybe a few dozen of them in your entire life. Right. And the idea is for one of those public victories to happen, 
so many countless private victories have to happen first. You have to win at the little thing. You have to wake up every morning and go to the gym. You have to make your bed. You have to work hard for 10, 12 hours a day. You have to eat the right food. You have to exercise. There's so many of these little private victories that nobody knows about. You don't post them on social media. It's just you versus you. And you have to win those, those battles every single day as you're building your business, as you're keeping yourself in shape, as you're building your relationships and your friendships. There's a lot of private victories that happen. And then eventually one day you'll have a public victory where you can tell people about what you've accomplished because all those private victories led up to one public victory. So that's essentially the concept of it. That's really interesting. So it's always the behind the scenes, the, the hard work and the hustle that really leads to that one public victory. So um, what advice would you give someone who's interested in starting their own digital marketing agency in 2020? Um, I would say don't overthink it. Just get started. Uh, there, everything you need to know is on, is on online on, on YouTube. You can learn everything you need to know about starting a marketing agency on YouTube. Check out my channel, check out Eman Gaji's channel. Um, there's plenty of resources online. You don't have to buy a course. You don't have to pay somebody, you know, you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money. There's no startup costs, right? It's literally cost $0 to start a marketing agency, right? So I would just say research, figure it out. Once you're comfortable and you feel like you know enough, go out and start closing deals. Go out and start trying to find clients. That would be my, my biggest advice if somebody's never started one before. Um, and for my people out there who maybe have an agency already or, you know, you've been working on um, building up an agency and, uh, and you're, you're starting to get some clients, my biggest advice is, is systemize as quickly and as early as possible because the more systems you have in place in your business, the easier it's going to be to scale and the less, um, the less challenging it's going to be overall because you don't have to um, worry about having an unorganized business. You have everything working properly like a machine. Uh, business really should operate like a machine. So as soon as you start closing some deals and, and getting some money coming in, don't go out and buy uh, Louis Vuitton or, or a new car or anything stupid. Invest that back into yourself and into your business and build those systems, build, a, build the proper team, do all the things that you need to do for long-term success in your business. And that's going to be a much better investment. Yeah, I really agree on that. Uh, I feel like at the end of the day, you want to be working on your business instead of in your business, right? And mm -hmm. in order to do that, you need the proper sequences, checklists, uh, processes, and systems in place so that uh, your business can eventually run without you being there uh, during day-to-day -day business operations, right? Um, so with the rising hype of starting your own digital marketing agency, especially now in, in times of pandemic, right? Uh, and then we have all these different courses online. So what would your advice be for our listeners who who want to differentiate themselves from their competitors? Um, you know, the best way you can differentiate yourself as an agency is to actually get results mm. because an agency that can, that can continuously and predictably get results for their clients and have their clients rave about them and become fans and tell other business owners about them. That's the best way to differentiate yourself. At the end of the day, there's not really a way to differentiate yourself with your services too much because everyone's offering the same thing. You know, digital marketing is only so, uh, is only so unique, right? You know, at the end of the day, what businesses are looking for is agencies that can actually get results for them, period, end of story. 
So if you want to differentiate yourself, get results because there's a lot of agencies out there that don't get any results. And, uh, you know, they're all the same, all the agencies that are out there burning these businesses and, and just taking money from people without getting them any results. They're the same. And if you can get results, then you're going to differentiate yourself from those people. Um, how about those who are just starting out, uh, and trying to acquire like new clients because they don't really have the results because they're just starting yeah. out. Right. Offer value up front. Um, work for free if you have to. I recommend against free trials, but at the very, very beginning, when you have zero clients, it might be a good thing for you to try out just so you can get your feet wet and get your foot in the door with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, you know, do whatever you have to do. Give, give a discount, you know, give, uh, you know, a free month, like whatever you, whatever you have to do to get some sort of um, experience, that's always going to be the best way to, you know, to find, to find some traction early on. Because otherwise, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and hoping you get your first client. Um, and it's, you know, it might never happen if you, if you just keep going out there and trying to charge everyone full price with no experience and no results. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. Um, I know that you're a huge proponent of learning from a mentor. So tell me more about how you approach your first mentor, Matt, and how he has helped you to get to where you are today. Yeah, um, I, I reached out to Matt because I saw him uh, around town. He, he drove a, a Ferrari and uh, it was a gray Ferrari with a red roof. And I remember I saw him at the gas station one day and I which, asked which my dad, was what was that? Which model was the Ferrari? It was a Ferrari F430. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I saw him at the gas station and I, I was in the car with my dad and I asked my dad, I was like, who, you see that Ferrari? Like who owns that? And my dad knew who he was because all the parents in town knew about this guy with the Ferrari. There really weren't any Ferraris in the town that I grew up in. Right. So my dad knew who he was. And so he said, Oh, that's Matt. So I looked him up online. I found his email address and I just emailed him and said, I'd love to learn from you. And I think that's, that's the lesson right there in in and of itself is, you know, taking action and reaching out to a mentor or somebody that you might want to learn from that's the most important part and the hardest part too. So, um, that's, that's a lesson there. And then, you know, from there he, you know, he took me under his wing and I worked for him for free for a while. I did a lot of stuff for him for free. And that's another lesson right there is if you want to learn from somebody, you have to provide them value. And if you have nothing to offer, then working for them for free is, is enough. Right. So, you know, that's, that's one of the simplest ways to build a, a long-term relationship with a mentor is to work for them for free and offer them free value up front. Mm. Aside from Matt, who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Um, yeah, well, Matt is one of them. Uh, another mentor of mine is named Joe Soto. Mm. And uh, Joe has been an incredible mentor to me. Another, another um, f- he's a f- more of a friend than a mentor, but he's been a big inspiration to me is, is my, my best friend, Jeffrey. Um, for, he's, uh, he has the YouTube channel, JR garage. We grew up together in Virginia and, um, he's always been a, a big inspiration to me. And, uh, you know, f- in terms of people I've, I've never met before, I, I really look up to, you know, Elon Musk and, and Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and all those guys, the, the very extremely successful people in our world. And, you know, Jeff Bezos, um, you know, those are, those are some people that I would love to meet one day. And, um, you know, they're also uh, inspirations and I, I like to learn from those people as well. Mm, can you touch more on why networking is so important when it comes to starting and growing an agency or business? Yeah, it's, I mean, networking is important in any business um, just because, 
you know, you can only do so much without relationships. I think relationships and networking are one of the core principles of business and people who aren't very good at it. I don't think they get very far. Um, you know, really that's who, you know, is, is one of the most important parts, um, of, of growing a business. And so uh, you don't want to spend too much time on it because you want to actually be building a business, but, uh, you know, you want to definitely spend some time making sure that you're going out there and meeting people and, and, uh, and creating those relationships with people so that you have resources and people to call on and people to support you and invest in your companies and everything um, down the road. And you never know when a relationship might come in handy uh, or, or a connection in your network might come in handy. So exactly your network is your net worth, right? Um, I'm really curious. Um, how do you meet your best friend, Casey? Oh yeah. Um, Casey's right in the other room, actually. Uh, him and I, we met because he, uh, he was being interviewed by Ty Lopez one day. Um, he was at Ty Lopez's house and I tuned into the, to the podcast or, or to the live stream. And, uh, I heard that I heard him say that he was from my home state. And, uh, so I just messaged him on Instagram and I was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm from the same place that you live and we should connect and, and, uh, meet up sometime. And so we did. Um, he drove out to meet myself and, and Jeffrey and the three of us became friends and, uh, started traveling all over the place together and doing a whole bunch of cool stuff. And the rest is history. Now we, we all moved out to the uh, other side of the country together to the West coast. So the power of the DM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, can you touch on more about your investments and side hustles that paid for your new R8 and Tesla cars? Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do a number of stuff outside of my agency. I, I invest in the stock market. I'm, I made some decent money there. It's been fun. It's kind of like a fun, a fun thing to do. I do it every morning before I, uh, start my real work. Um, I also own a lot of Instagram pages. I invest in Instagram pages. It's kind of like digital real estate. So I will buy an Instagram page and, and sell advertisements on it and monetize. So I make, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month on that. Um, I also, uh, I broker deals. So if somebody wants parts for a vehicle, like a high-end vehicle, like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, I can connect them with the supplier for those parts and I'll get a little percentage. And same thing goes with other things. You know, sometimes I'll connect people um, for, you know, whatever kind of product or service it is. If I can make a connection for somebody to meet somebody else who can help them, then, you know, usually I'll get a commission or, or a cut of that deal. And so I, I make, you know, decent money doing that. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the, the money that I'm willing to spend on like fun things and toys and stuff like that, because I want the money that my, that my business is generating, you know, to go right back into the business. So mm, we get more on that, but speaking of Tesla, do you own any Tesla stocks? I do. Yeah. I own a lot of Tesla stock. Um, how long will you be holding them? I'm going to hold them forever, um, <laughs> for the, for the foreseeable future. I think Elon is one of the greatest minds of our time. And I think he's going to take that company in a, a, a very long-term um, successful run. And uh, I think they're going to get into more than just cars. They, I mean, they already are doing solar stuff and, and battery technology, but I think they're going to do a lot of things that we don't even know about yet. So um, Tesla is a great stock to be invested in. I, I think it's definitely going to be, you know, maybe even, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars a share within the next few years. So we'll we'll kind of see what happens. And uh, but yeah, I'm definitely holding my Tesla stock for a very long time. 
pretty interesting. I feel like that's why has a huge potential in the future. Uh, especially in these few months, you, you saw that the price of Tesla stock skyrocketed. I remember back then it was like 300 plus and I was like, oh, it's too expensive. But <laughs> three months down the road, it was uh, over $1,000. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I was like, literally yep. so disappointed and upset myself. But yeah, that was really short term. Uh, in the long term, it has a lot of potential as well. Um, especially because it's such an innovative company that's disrupting the automotive uh, industry, right? Um, yep. It has a lot of potential, especially with the, the solar industry and and the self-driving. Uh, uh, touch more on that. Uh, do you, do you, what do you see, what, what potential do you see in the, the self-driving uh, of Tesla? Yeah, I mean, that's the reason I bought mine. I love the autopilot. Um, yeah, I think self-driving is going to be big. You know, I think in the within our lifetimes, we're going to be able to walk to our car and it's going to drive us where we want to go. We won't even touch the steering wheel. So that's going to be our future um, all over the world in every country. So um, I think that's that's what's in store for us in the future. And um, it's cool to be involved in it now before it's mm. really um, our reality. So, you know, only only Tesla owners can kind of experience that because no other car can really do it as well as Tesla can. Aside from that, Tesla cars are going to work for us even when we are not driving. Right? You know about yep. the robo taxis. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's pretty interesting. That, that's where the huge potential lies in. Um, uh, so you're a huge proponent of reinvesting profits back into your agency instead of using those profits for personal pleasure, right? So what exactly do you invest in? and How do you decide where to put the money into when it comes to, when it comes to scaling an agency or a business? It's all about systems and team. Um, if, if there's a system or a, a marketing uh, campaign that we want to try of some sort, then that's where the money goes. Uh, if not, then it's, it's something, um, you know, hiring a new team member or giving a raise to a current team member, you know, team, the people that you're working with, and also, of course, your systems and your processes. Those are the two most important things you can invest in. Um, for new digital agencies, like what would you recommend us to focus on? In terms of like uh, scaling the business and reinvesting back the profits into the business. Results and systems. If you find something that gets results for a client, double down on that. Don't mm. do anything inside of your agency. Don't offer services that don't get monetary trackable results, period. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, like I said, team. So try to go out and find people that are going to add value to your team and help you diversify your time a bit more and, and take your time out of the business. Um, you know, those are the best investments that you can make, uh, especially in the beginning. If you can have uh, an agency that gets really good results for a couple of clients and has really good systems, you're going to be able to scale that as, as high and as quickly as you want to. Mm, interesting. So what you want to do is to double down on what's already working and you want to amplify that. Um, so do you draw any salary salary each month from your agency or do you invest 100% of the profits back into the business? I mean, I like my, my company pays for like my travel and stuff like that. Um, but I know I don't, I don't take a salary. Um, I, you know, I pay for some of my, my stuff, like, like I said, like travel and, and certain different things with my company's money. But at, at this point now I used to use a lot of my company's money for my own things. Um, you know, when I first got started, cause I didn't have money coming in from anywhere else, but now, 
Um, now that I've got my income pretty diversified, I'm able to really only spend money for myself that I make in other places. So, mm-hmm. mm, do you view marketing as an expense or an investment? Oh, it's an investment, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can you touch more on that? Why why is more of an investment instead of an expense? Because I know that many business owners view marketing as an expense instead of an investment. It it is an expense if it doesn't get you results. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do it right, it's an investment because you're investing in the future of your business. You're investing in, um, you know, generating new customers and, and generating more awareness of your brand. And, um, you know, it just has to be, it has to get results and the results have to be trackable. That's mm-hmm. the most important part. Exactly right. So advertising and marketing, if it's working, if it's providing results, it gives you predictable, scalable, repeatable profits into your business. So just yep. why... I feel like marketing is a huge investment, right? If you can put in $1 in and get two, three, five, ten dollars $10 back, then it is one of the best investments you can make, especially in your business, right? Um, right. right. Uh, what advice will you give to aspi- aspiring entrepreneurs who are trying to grow and scale their business? Uh, start now. Um, that's, yeah, I would say start now, start as soon as you can. And uh, whatever excuses you have in your head, get rid of them. Just, you know, uh, start now and, and don't, don't come up with any excuses. Don't hold yourself back. Mm, can you touch more on that? Like other than just like going all in and starting now, what should we focus on as like new entrepreneurs just starting to get into the entrepreneurship space and sort of, yeah, getting into business? What you should focus on in a lot of cases, I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs who are just getting started in a lot of cases what you should focus on is exactly the opposite of what you think you should focus on. Mm-hmm. Like entrepreneur, young entrepreneurs who are just getting started, they're so worried about um, their logo and their company name and their domain and their social media presence. And none of that shit matters. You just need to focus on generating revenue and keeping your customers happy. That's it. Cash flow. Everything right? else is secondary. Bring mm-hmm. the money in, keep the customers happy. Then you can figure out everything else. So in a lot of cases, it's just flipping the priorities and focusing on the things that you might not be thinking about, but, you know, listening to people like myself and and the mentors in your life who tell you from experience that that stuff doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Exactly. Um, At the end of the day, you want to double down on the revenue producing activities in your business and amplify that. Uh, and, and create the processes, systems, and checklists uh, to, to sort of systematize everything. Right? Uh, and then that, at, at the end of the day, you want, you want to work on your business instead of in your business. Um, so yeah. Um, last question. What does success look like to you? Success is when I'm able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the, the simple thing. And, and I haven't achieved that yet, to be honest. You know, I'm, I've... I've achieved some financial, some financial success. I've had little things here and there, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I still have to show up every day for my business and I still have to work on things. And um, that's going to probably be the case for the next, you know, five, 10 years. But, you know, one day the goal is to just be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And, you know, I'm able to do that to a certain extent now, but, you know, I still do have to work on my business every day. And, um, you know, if I don't, then it's going to, it's going to fall behind. So one day, you know, the goal is that, you know, you can just sell your company or, or, or your company is kind of working on autopilot and, 
you can just enjoy life. Mm. Ultimately, the freedom is the goal, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Um, we've come to the end of the interview. Do you have anything else you anything else you would want to add on so that, um, that I may not have touched on today? No, I think it was a great interview. Um, you're a great host. And um, if anybody watching wants to learn more about digital marketing, my YouTube channel is is free. So just type my name into YouTube. Um, and I, you know, I put up all sorts of content there. So, um, you know, don't go out paying for courses and doing all this other stuff, uh, until you've seen the, the free content first. That's the most important part. Uh, speaking of co- of courses, I would highly recommend SMMA universities, oh, really comprehensive course, uh, especially all the content that you've put out with Dennis, you and all these other experts, right? It, it was really comprehensive. I, I like how you went through everything from A to Z of how, how to get clients and as well as how to provide results to your clients. And yeah, it was a really good course. We really hi, uh, highly recommend it for anyone who's uh, trying to look for uh, digital marketing courses. Um, so where's the best place that our listeners can find you and keep in touch? Uh, Instagram and YouTube. Those are my two main places. Mm. Okay. Uh, so Instagram at Kieran O'Brien, right? Yep. All right. Um, well, Kieran, I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on today. I'll make sure to link all your socials below so that our listeners can check that out. So looking forward to connecting with you again in the future. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks, man. All right, guys, that's the end of the episode. I really, really hope you found it helpful and valuable. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you like it. It will mean the absolute world to me if you can do that. Have a wonderful day ahead. Peace out and see you guys soon.